I wonder if Mark Cuban is stingy with his jets. Like if you wrote him a letter and asked if you could have a jet ride, if he would give it to you. Does he give jet rides to poor people? I don't know. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. I, I'm sure I, I like he's... you just assumed that I was poor by saying that. Well, but I'm sure he lets just anyone ride on his jet. If you're like, hey, Mark Cuban, I've got somewhere to go. I need a jet for this. I can't make it home for Christmas because I can't afford a plane ticket. Can you jet me to Indiana? Oh, I was going to be like, can you jet me to Ralph's? Oh, well, I mean, that's a little excessive. Only a little, though. <laughs> I think I'm going to write Mark Cuban a letter asking him to jet me back home for Christmas. Dear Mark Cuban. <laughs> you have three jets. My three jets. <laughs> Why do you spread the wealth there? Share the wealth. Oh, you yeah, don't you remember? That's what got Obama in trouble back in the election. That's, that's what gave rise to Joe the Plumber. Oh, no. He still makes his livelihood by being a political pundit nincompoop. Wow, you know what? Obama made you rich. I know, right? Why isn't he fucking thanking Obama every single day? The, yeah. guy, the guy handed him a full-time media career. What Basically. the fuck? Honestly, I wish I'd figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> I could have made so much money being a right-wing author. I just switched to, to, to Republican and automatically I'm rich. Oh my God. Asia. I'd make so much black, money. You're a I know. black woman. I know. You would be the Republican unicorn. Yep. Are we hatching a plan right here and right now? <laughs> could I bring the Republican Party down from the inside? Um, I think you could. And also profit off of it? Um, I definitely think you should. <laughs> wow. No, I just got a job. I don't want to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It's true. But, I mean, plan but, B. Um, plan B is hatching. If I could take them down from the inside while also profiting from it, I think that would be the best. And I, I could say crazy shit just as good as the next person. So, so what kind of career as a conservative mm -hmm. do you, would you set up for yourself? I mean, like, do you see, like, book tours in your future? Do you see a, a vice presidential nomination? <laughs> Tell me about your platform and then also your media plan, because you have to have a media plan. Okay. Well, I would write some books. And I would... What are the titles? What, are the, what, what books would you write? Taking Back America. Taking Black America. <laughs> then you, like, directly show that you are the token black Republican <laughs> who is also a female. Yes. So you, you have to do that at least in the first book. Or maybe Taking Back Black America. No, no, no. you got to combine it. You have to remember how pithy the conservatives get. That's true. Remember, the, like, they write books called, like, liberal fascism and, like, traitor, what, what liberal, how liberals are destroying America this time. And maybe um, listen to your husband, a woman's guide to, yeah. to knowing her place in this society. To take back America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, taxing the rich. I taxing the rich is racist. Yeah. <laughs> How liberals are taxing America. Yes. And you also get to project victimhood on on all fronts. You can you can say that they're attacking you because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. They're attacking you because you're black. Mm -hmm. They're attacking you because you're conservative. Yes. You can be a triple threat. I could be a triple threat. And um, let's see. My I, I would you know 
obviously run for Congress. Obviously, after, would after you run? these books came out. House or Senate? Also, Probably House, because I'd have more of a chance of... Would you host your Fox show? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't. No, no, I would be on Fox until I oh, got okay. elected. Okay. And then once I got elected, after I got elected, and after I served my term, I'd be on Fox. So you would win the election? Uh, well, yeah. But I would definitely, definitely have Big Tobacco give me lobby money. Then, yeah, I'd have my Fox News show. Would you have tobacco checks handed to you on the House floor? Hell yeah. During votes on tobacco legislation? Hell yeah, I would have While to. you were smoking, chain-smoking menthols? If they let me inside. I, I don't think you should ask. <laughs> I think you need to say. You, you're like, it's time for me to take a stand, America. The God-given right of smoking that was handed to us in the Bible on the very stone of the Ten Commandments and in the Declaration of Independence must be fought for, and the way that I choose to fight for it is by smoking Salem's on the House floor. <laughs> I think that this is actually a brilliant plan now. It is my Honestly, plan B. Honestly, this is pretty foolproof. It is my plan B. Uh, it is my backup plan. California black woman Republican. But nobody would, nobody would vote for you, me. But you would have to run as a fake Tea Partier? And do it as a conscious joke. You can make a documentary about your fake campaign. Like, what what I'm thinking is a mockumentary of Sarah Palin, but with you as... All of these are great ideas. Yeah. Whichever one gets me richest the quickest, and also puts me in a position to take to the Republican Party, yeah, I'll do it. I would need, um, I would need backing. I would need financial backing. And I'm pretty sure I could go to the tobacco lobby... Vote Asia Coleman, sponsored by Salem Menthols. <laughs> Everybody that voted for me would get a free pack of cigarettes. Yes, we menthol. <laughs> oh, wow. Change you can puff on. This is dangerous. I don't know. <laughs> well, to do this, I'm going to have to unlearn a lot of the things I learned. You must unlearn everything you know. <laughs> we can reprogram you. First, you have to acknowledge that you've got some shortcomings. The primary shortcoming... You have... I know what is, it is. No, you don't even have to tell me. What is it? Having read the Constitution and retained the information. Well, I was going to say vagina. Oh. But either, either one, really. <laughs> either one. You're going to have to forget both of those. Okay. Um, from now on, you are going to be sexless, and you're going to be an abstinent virgin. No, you know what I have to be? I have to be married and have to push out a kid. You can adopt. That's good, because I don't want to push out a kid. What was my campaign slogan? I don't I don't like Yes We Menthol. How about jobs? Smoke them if you got them, America. Smoke them if you got them. Ooh, I got one. Yes, we cannot continue living like this. That's a little bit bumpy. That's long, too. It's a bit windy. It's a long and winding road. It is. It is. How about no, we don't want to. Just no. <laughs> Just say no. I'm running on a platform of no. I'm running on a, a two-year-old's platform. For Jesus and America. I wonder if I would actually get elected. That would be so... That, I mean, if I actually got elected, that would be, like, really amazing in terms of the docu the mockumentary. Right? Oh, my God. Because it's that's exactly what Congress is right now. It's yeah. like a it's a self-perpetuating, self-elating no machine. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of a mockumentary of itself. It's certainly a... a a parody of a legislative process. What would the mockumentary be called? If it's broke, don't fix it. 
I don't know. This what is, is it called? Uh, no, it's called. Um, can it be called The Infiltrator? Palin's movie was called The Undefeated, The Impregnable. <laughs> no. No? Not a good title. I like The Infiltrated. <laughs> the Infiltrated? The, the, no, sorry, The Infiltrator. <laughs> I like the Infiltrated. <laughs> well, because then it's about. The Republicans. Right, about, exactly. Yeah. And how easily swayed stupid people are. Mm hmm. If you go tea party, then you can get evangelical money, and you can also get corporate money. Oh, crap. That means I'm going to have to go to church. I mean, Karl Rove can help with the corporate money, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to get some Jesus in there. I know. I know. You'll probably... Go to hell for this? (laughs) No, no, because you'll be using it to point out the absurdity of the real situation. So this is in service of the greater good and pointing out a thing that is not. Yeah, so you'll have to run against a lot of Democrats. But again, when you've got Jesus and Koch brothers money in the mix, I think you'll win this. God is my witness. I will never go hungry again. No, you won't. Oh, no. (laughs) Also, you're going to be on TV constantly. Yes. You have to. Yeah. Oh, shit. That means I'm going to need a makeover. You're going to need a makeover. (laughs) We know this. I was going to ask, like, which black archetype am I going to have to portray? Right. Oh, my God. So they're comfortable with me. Am I going to be the mammy? Am I going to (laughs) be... I don't don't want you to try out for it. I really can't ask you to do that. (laughs) Much less film it. I don't know nothing Um, about signing no bills. (laughs) <laughs> but is that endearing or is that threatening? Um, well, in California, I, I feel like people have, you know, a bit more sense than, say... No, but you have to realize there are tons of Tea Party folks all across California, like in the richer, in the richer districts and neighborhoods and everything. Like and in a the lot Mormonvilles. Of the, you could go full-on Jesus warrior. You could, like, testify about how great Jesus is and about how bad abortions are and about how the illegal immigrants are taking our jobs and we have to shut down Planned Parenthood. So I I don't know. Like, I, I think the, the way to win over tea partiers is to go, again, But I would also need to get a husband. Crazy. I would need to get a husband. And, I mean, I have, t- I have tons of gay boyfriends, so that's not... Sh- gonna be a problem oh yeah who are you gonna fa- who were you gonna marry which gay boyfriend will it be who's your first man going to be well i mean he can't he has to be black because i obviously can't be in an interracial relationship oh that's true i'm gonna get a tea party it's true <laughs> obviously um so maybe andre okay he'd be good at playing a problem i don't think he could commit to the character fully um, oh wait maybe stefan because he has a master's degree so yeah, so you'll have a fake husband, you'll have a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, how many children will you adopt? Um, and of what descent? Well, we can't adopt any white babies because that would just freak also them out. Also true. That would just also freak true. Them out. Threatening. 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 Can we adopt Asian babies? I think if we had one black and one Asian baby, because they are the cutest babies in the world, and they would make a good photo. Fully op. agreed. That would make Fully a good agreed. photo. Op. Native American babies are adorable. Ooh, and I'm half American Indian, so I could say that mm. I, I, you know, I just yeah. took over one of my family members' kids. <laughs> no, but in, in California, you'd be able to appeal to all the Indian casinos. So you could get donations from them. That's true. 
How would you satisfy the Indian casino lobby? So you've got tobacco, <laughs> Indian casino money, gun manufacturers. Yeah. I think the, the main plank of your pa- platform should be free guns for all California citizens of all ages, even for kids. No, no, no. Free guns for all California citizens living in federal housing. <laughs> in federal housing? You know, like... um Government housing. I don't think that would go over well. Again, you'd be scaring the white people. No, it would go over well because that's Michelle Bachman actually introduced that bill. She wanted it to not be illegal for people living in government housing to to get guns. She's like, they shouldn't get guns. So they'll kill each other so that we don't deal with it. Wow. That's super classy. Yeah, isn't it? You need to be the black Michelle Bachman. Well, I mean, I'm going to marry a homosexual. You need to be Michelle <laughs> I'm going to adopt some kids. <laughs> I'm going to adopt some kids. What are you going to do with that hair? <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, that's like, that's the first threat. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get a wig. Ooh, a wig. Mm, a beard and a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Ch-ch-ch-changes. So after my books come out. I'm going to be running for Congress. Married to a gay man. Yeah. Adopted two kids. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have... Of different descents. Oh, I'm going... One Asian, one Native American. I'm going to have to get Will Smith to do some promos for me. Oh, yes. Will Smith. Possibly Sidney Poitier. The, the, no, no. Just Will Smith. The most non-threatening black guy. But would he do an endorsement for a Tea Party Republican? I don't know. I mean, he's a Scientologist, so he's, he's no stranger mm. to crazy religions. Fair enough. Okay, so then you go after the crazy religious and cult vote. Yes. And the black vote, and the conservative vote, and the Tea Party vote, and the smoker vote. This afternoon, I got a text from my friend, Matt, who I went to college with, and who Seth also went to college with, and it says, do you think vampires shit? (laughs) It really is a very relevant question. I mean, just logistically, it has always baffled me. So, I mean, what, what's your, what are your first thoughts? Well, my first response was, I don't think so. Um, if they did, they'd be shitting blood. <laughs> when humans eat, we eat food for the nutrients. But when vampires eat, they just drink the blood for the, for the blood itself almost. It's almost as though vampires are fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> they live off of blood. <laughs> that somehow live off of blood. But do, do they digest it and... In turn, what do they shit out? I mean, Bram Stoker I mean, did they? not cover this. It was the Victorian era. There was no science. There were no antibiotics. There were leeches. There were lots of leeches, lots of slaves. And it's not surprising that Bram wouldn't think everything through. <laughs> like, say, vampire sex. I personally do not think that vampires can have sex, or at least male vampires can have sex, because they don't have enough blood to get it up. So are you saying that vampires drink blood to give themselves hard-ons? No. I mean, if that were true, they'd be sex-crazed. Vampires have this very glorified and glamorized position in, in the pop cultural zeitgeist right now, when in reality they are filthy, blood-shitting monsters. Think about the perks of vampirism. You get eternal life, you get to live forever, and you get to look... As you did the day you were turned forever. 
so no aging. But even more pale. Like, honestly, I, first of all, I don't know how much more pale I can get. Well, I mean, for you, it wouldn't be that big of a jump, probably. For me, it would be a huge jump. Wait, are you <laughs> saying it's possible that if I were turned into a vampire, I would actually get a tan? Possibly. One of you vampires out there has to make me a lucky, lucky, blood-shitting tan guy. Well, yeah, guy. no, here's, here's the drawbacks. <laughs> you, yeah, you live forever. You look as you did when you were turned, so you would not age. Um, you don't gain any weight or lose any weight because you're just subsisting on blood. Here's the thing, though. Here's the drawback. You shit blood. Additionally... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's a pretty big drawback. No, additionally, <laughs> if you're a man, you can't have sex because you don't have enough blood to get it up unless you've See, just fed. Blood is vampire Viagra. Every time you fuck, you're going to have to bite somebody. So what does blood do for women? Does it fill their clits up? I guess. I don't know. Oh, does it... Do their pussies get wet with blood? No. Only on their periods. But, like, vampire women... Do vampire women, women have periods? No, they wouldn't have a period. They would die. Well, and but then not, they can't not, die. Well, if they're, you can't if die they're, anymore. If they're dead, they're not going to have kids, so their reproductive system doesn't work anymore. So their ute just falls out after a while? I guess. Well, like, do the old parts that don't work anymore just pickle out? Or what? Could you contemplate the logistics of an afterlife where you're shitting blood? And also, if you're undead and you don't have any nerves that work or a nervous system, you wouldn't be able to tell when you were going to shit blood. You would just shit blood wherever you were. So, I mean, so not to mention the logistics of, as you pointed out earlier, where vampires live, which is... Coffins. They live in coffins. They live in coffins. Are they shitting inside their houses? If so, I don't want to visit them because they won't know when they're shitting their coffins. Well, I mean, here's the thing about all that. As a human, I have shat blood once. Really? It was awkward, actually. It was really awkward. It's not a good time, I would imagine. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. It was scary. I freaked out. But I don't like to actually shit, period. So, but, but I would be shitting, period. Wait a second. Wait a second. I just think it would be cool to be a vampire just, you know, for the for the, for the the superficial reasons. reasons. I never actually thought about again, the, the logistical, is, the, the physics behind it. Consider the implications of what you're saying. In exchange for eternal youth and how you look when you're turned, you get to shit blood for eternity and kill people. You have to shit blood. You don't have to kill, kill people, people though. You don't have to kill people. You can drain enough so you don't have to. Well, that's true, I guess. I just realized. But this. if you're if you're fucking, you're not going to be keeping track of the person you're draining, unless you're draining the person you're fucking. Well, I. In which case, you'll have to watch the draining versus fucking ratio. Well, I'm not a man, so I don't have to worry about that. I would just need like a lot oh, of lube because okay. I'm pretty sure it's going to be dry down there if I'm dead. So, so vampire lady pussies don't no. lube up with blood, no? Not a resident vampire expert. Not a vampire pussy expert? No? <laughs> no, no, no. No. Interestingly enough, did the, not major in that. The degree didn't come in the yeah, mail? Yeah, did not nope. major in that. When you die as a human being, and you die as a human being when you're changed into a vampire, you shit and piss everywhere. Like, you just can't control it. So I'm like, do you wake up when you're turned in your own piss and shit? I'm just like, so you. <laughs> I don't want to. So you wake up to your vampire self. You enter your eternal life. You are literally born 
again, reborn as a different thing Mm -hmm. in a different, in a totally different state of being covered in the excrement of your previous state of being. Yeah. Your womb is shit and piss. But the funny thing is, though, when, when most babies, human babies are born, their mom shits when they're having them. Like women shit when they, really? they poo themselves. Yeah. Right. I've heard of it. I'm sure it has happened. No, it happens a lot. But I don't know if it, it happens. It happens a lot. That's why I don't want to have a kid. One of the reasons. Because I don't want to like poo in a room full of people. <laughs> and have a baby come out at <laughs> yeah, the same time. It just sounds horrible. <laughs> one or the other. It sounds horrifying. Not both. Pick one. It sounds mortifying and disturbing. To you, the trade-off of eternal life, if you got bitten right now, as the person you currently are, is that worth shitting blood? I'm not 100% convinced that one does shit blood when they become a vampire. Where does it go then? The how blood? Is, how is it depleted? It might go into the bloodstream and then just get depleted. Uh, if they hunger for it, obviously that means that there's some system inside them that needs it. So after that system it's processes it... It's because their heart it, stops, so it, doesn't stop, so it stops pumping blood to the rest of the body. Do you know the answer to this? I think this is a question for Google. Dear Google, do vampires shit blood? (laughs) This is a podcast called By That I Mean. My name is Seth Pearson, and this is my co-host, Asia Coleman. Hello, I'm Asia. Each week we discuss the disgusting um, and the absurd and occasionally the wonderful. I think this covers all of those bases. From the Daily Mail online... Uh, dailymail.co.uk robber who broke into hair salon is beaten by its black belt owner and kept as a sex slave for three days fed only viagra what (laughs) a russian man who tried to rob a hair salon ended up as the victim when the female shop owner overpowered him tied him up naked and then used him as a sex slave for three days victor jasinski admitted to police that he had gone to the salon in russia with the intention of robbing it but the tables were turned dramatically when he found himself overcome by owner Olga Zajek, 28, who happened to be a black belt in karate. She floored the would-be robber with a single kick. And then in a scene reminiscent of Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, police say she dragged the semi-conscious Jasinski to a back room of the salon and tied him up with a hairdryer cable. She allegedly stripped him naked and, for the next three days, used him as a sex slave to teach him a lesson, force-feeding him Viagra to keep the lesson going. Jasinski went straight to the police, saying that he had been held hostage, handcuffed naked to a radiator, and fed nothing but Viagra. Both have now been arrested. (laughs) I don't think that the punishment fit the crime. Not at all. No? No. I mean, think about it. If it were a woman and she were robbing somewhere and some guy tied her up and used her as a sex slave, you'd be outraged. But because, like, the story... No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I No. I think if someone robs, tries to rob my place, whatever I do is going to be justified. You think sex slavery is justified? I, I can think of at least 10 situations in which sex slavery is justified. I mean, the girl's, like, what, 28? She can find, some, like, somebody, I'm sure... To have sex with her. But she can't find someone to fuck who is trying to rob her. Can you imagine the sexual thrill that comes from violating someone who tried to violate you? I mean, imagine just the the sheer psychological bliss of it all. Um, Someone has violated your space. 
You don't know. He could have tried to rape her. What if he had tried to rape her and then she raped him back? Well, I'm assuming he didn't think anyone was at the shop. If you're going to teach somebody a lesson, maybe you tie them up, steal their wallet, find out where they live and steal some shit from them and then send them on their way. You know what I mean? So you're saying it would have been okay for her to tie him up in order to take his wallet away and find out where he lives and exact a revenge plot against him to steal his things. I'm just saying that's okay. The punishment did not fit the crime. The punishment did not fit the crime. I don't think you understand Russian justice. (laughs) Apparently I don't. (laughs) I mean, I read Crime and Punishment. The end. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to throw that in there, yeah. you guys. Super smoothly. I have read Russian literature before, and that tells me that sex slavery is wrong. Is that what crime and punishment is no. about? No. It's not about a barbershop. No. A barbershop robbery gone awry. Yes, why wasn't this in the movie Barbershop? <laughs> If there was a Russian adaptation of Barbershop, it would have been about this. It would have been this. I just, I mean, I just don't think the punishment fit the crime. Also, I just think it's horrifying to, to, I mean, maybe he's a victim of the recession, you know, and was like stealing for his family or something. And then he gets tied up for days and. Oh, yes. Let's understand why the criminal does a horrible crime. Sometimes, If she hadn't been a karate expert, she would have probably gotten raped or beaten up. I don't know about all that. They think these are making some gross assumptions. And even, even, if, even if somebody is going to rape you, raping them back isn't, like, good. <laughs> okay, well, does, just, does this change anything? She says, when police arrived to question her, um, she said, what a bastard. Yes, we had sex a couple of times. But I bought him new jeans, gave him food, and even gave him, gave him 1,000 rubles when he left. See, she paid him for his time and even gave him jeans, which, as we all know in Russia, are the real currency. I still think it's horrible. I still um, think even... What I'm saying <laughs> is that 1,000 rubles and jeans is payment enough for sex slavery to oh. me. It's not sex slavery anymore. It's it's prostitution slavery. Well, it's unwilling. It's sex trafficking, basically. It's unwilling sex trafficking. But it's not trafficking. He didn't go anywhere. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was in one place the whole time. I just, I don't think it's right. Um, I think that they're both wrong. I just think that the punishment definitely did not fit the crime. Like, you could just tie him up, call the police, have them come and deal with it. You don't need to, to, to dole out some rough justice. But the police aren't going to force fuck him. That's true. How, but, are, but who knows, how are our robbers going to get who force knows, fucked? Who knows who will in jail? Oh, that's also true. Yeah. Mm. But see, I don't... Mm. I will actually agree because I don't... I Sadly, rape is usually used as a punishment or as a... Um, as an assertion of power dominance more than it is a sexual act um, and I don't believe it's ever right doling out rough pussy justice is never the answer once you have them tied down you could just easily call the cops and have them come and take care of it But it's true I mean is she, is she taking karate so that she can learn how to rape people more efficiently <laughs> 
the use of karate as a vehicle for rape. I'm not really sure that's what the ancient masters intended. I'm pretty sure that's not or the martial arts. What anybody intended. <laughs> Is Taekwondo just Japanese for rape? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, no it's not. Actually, no. From people getting raped in the back room to countries getting raped in the back room. Debt ceiling crisis looms. Economic outlook grim if no deficit deal reached. And this is from the Huffington Post. Horror stories are flying about the damage that might be wreaked should Congress and President Barack Obama fail to cut a deal by the August 2nd deadline to increase America's borrowing limit. Nearly every American is in harm's way, either indirectly or directly. And it goes through the specific costs and the specific bills that need to be paid 80 million bills are due in August. And absent a deal by then, the government would find itself tight on cash and unable to borrow and have to, and have to start deciding which of those 80 million bills it should pay and which it should put off. One analysis by the Bipartisan Policy Center suggests that once the government runs out of cash and lacks the power to further borrow, it would need to slash spending at once by as much as a whopping 44%. There have been negotiations for months now on raising the debt ceiling, which is the amount of money the country allows itself to be borrowing and to be indebted. And there are about four different proposals currently being fought over. One is what's called the grand bargain, and it's $3 trillion in cuts from government spending and then less than $1 trillion in new revenues in the form of closing tax loopholes, not raising taxes, not raising tax rates, not subjecting anyone's income to higher taxation, just closing some of the giveaways um, in the form of things like tax deductions for corporate jets for millionaires and billionaires, just proposing getting rid of some of those loopholes and subsidies. That's that's one of the plans. The next plan is something like a two and a half trillion dollar cut and little revenues. There's one that's even smaller than that that's like one point five trillion dollars. And then there's the so called McConnell plan, which was proposed by Mitch McConnell, the the GOP leader in the Senate, that would basically transfer the authority to raise the debt ceiling to the president. In other words, it would say that instead of Congress voting to raise the debt ceiling, the president would be able to send a letter to Congress saying that under his executive authority, he's raising the debt ceiling and it would require like a vote of disapproval in the Congress that would have to get sent to him um, and voted on, I think by a majority in Congress, it would go to him and he could easily veto it and the debt limit would still be raised, but under Mitch McConnell's calculations, it would make Obama look worse for being uh, so they can demagogue him basically on being a spending liberal or whatever. Mm-hmm. The real brilliance of Obama's negotiations has been that his initial goal was just to get a clean vote to raise the debt ceiling. He didn't, he, his initial position, the initial White House position was that there should not be any spending cuts attached to this debt ceiling increase because spending cuts have not been a massive part of the, this has been completely separate from budget negotiations for its entire run. And the debt ceiling has been raised like 70 something times 
without any kind of hysteria over shrinking the size of government until now. Obama's proposal of the grand bargain, the $4 trillion, the biggest plan, was him going even to the right of Republicans and saying, okay, your big excuse as to why you won't vote for anything and why you won't vote to build any infrastructure is um, a claim that the debts and deficits are crowding everything else out. Let's cut even more from government than you want. And... Let's have just the tiniest bit of revenue. And like we discussed on the last podcast, all that revenue is in the most kind of egregious form of just direct giveaways to millionaires and billionaires. He's trying to lock them into a completely unsustainable position because there's no way the GOP will be able to find the votes for that, even though they'd previously pledged to that they would be able to work in a bipartisan basis to close the tax loopholes, mm-hmm. which they'll now have to double back on. They are um, fully committed to never, ever, quote unquote, raising taxes. So, of course, they have to be against even closing tax loopholes because that's exactly the same as raising taxes. And so uh, Obama's negotiating uh, negotiating strategy was particularly smart, I think, because calling the Republicans on their bluff by going on their territory with it, it, it put enough pressure on the Republicans that what Mitch McConnell's proposal really is, is exactly what Obama wanted in the first place, which is a clean raising of the debt ceiling, not tied to any kind of cuts whatsoever, while at the same time completely undercutting the Republican position by saying you were willing to do that, and they're the ones who said no. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where it goes, but Wall Street has already started to ratchet up the pressure on the Republicans that they own because the biggest hit will be to the market, to Mm -hmm. the stock market, to the multinational corporations that have profited throughout and since and before the recession started. So there's no way that the banks and corporations will let the Republicans do this, but it's just been interesting to watch as... The president very skillfully negotiates this. Meanwhile, a lot of progressives on the internet are ready to absolutely start the revolution on the internets and throw Obama overboard in 2012. I mean, he's proven himself to be the only even nominally progressive leader the country has had in several decades. The willingness of people to attack him without doing absolutely anything to steer the country in a better direction otherwise is very unfortunate and distressing to me. It's also obvious that people don't realize how much damage this would do if they don't raise like if they don't raise the debt ceiling. You and I just watched Bill Maher and and again like from this article, 44% reduction immediate reduction in government spending. That could not only throw the country into a depression, that could throw the world into a de- into a depression. Mm-hmm. I want you to um, expound upon what you were saying with progressives online. A lot of progressives, there are a couple websites. One of them is Fire Dog Lake, and another one is Daily Coast um, and like moveon.org. And a lot of the online progressive community was very, very active in working to get Obama elected. But since then, they have done nothing but tear him down. And tear him down not only in terms of things that he legitimately hasn't taken action on or was slow to do. I think some of the criticism against him for his quote-unquote evolution on gay marriage is valid, but the criticism that's leveled at him from the progressive community is blaming him, an individual politician, for systemic problems. 
the real problem is not a presidency that was given too much power in the Bush years, that took too much power onto itself as the unitary executive. Obama did inherit that power, and he's using it. The real problem is a completely broken Congress that is dominated by money and dominated by fundraising to the extent that the real actual difference in policies between the two parties that end up passing is very, very minute because the same people are funding both sides. Like, do you think if like jobs bills were on the president's desk tomorrow morning that he would not sign them that he'd be like oh you know what all this it, this sure this bill sets aside two trillion dollars to repair our failing infrastructure but you know we can just we we don't need that i don't I, nah yeah no he would definitely he would definitely do that and only one side at this point is objectively insane and literally trying to cause a global catastrophe in the name of their ideological goal mm-hmm. so that rich people can protect their money and keep it all to themselves. And so um, that corporations don't have to be regulated and can do as much dangerous bullshit to the country that, that they can. I think that they want to keep government around so that they have some, like, so that they can police women and minorities. They gear the system to work on their behalf, in their favor. I mean, we've also even seen the Supreme Court of the United States turned into an arm of power for corporations. This court has been issuing five to four majorities in case after case, all of which go against individuals who were trying to seek justice against corporations and banks. Um, and, and it's been a consistent trend that's gone rightward and rightward. And one thing that distresses me about the possibility that progressives will abandon Obama in 2012, and a question that I ask them is, do you think a President Romney or a President Bachman will appoint Supreme Court justices that are to the right or to the left of the people on the Roberts Supreme Court? Do you think that they're going to appoint even moderate people? No. <laughs> and it's, okay, wait. Do you think they're actually going to appoint sane people? Exactly. And it, what it comes down to is that elections have consequences beyond just the things that we want out of them. I understand the hopes that people placed in Barack Obama as a politician, but ultimately he's only working within that system. He is not trapped by that system, but he is a product of that system and to expect him to be able to fix congress is so foolish and beside the point we have to elect different people to congress people in whose interest it is to um, change the way that campaigns are funded because ultimately it comes down to the money that is fucking our political system and before we get the money out of it we won't have a congress that can write laws that direct the government to plan for the future, to properly pay for our bills in fair and progressive ways, and to create and build things that'll help the country advance. Mm -hmm. The reason a lot of progressives are having an issue with Obama, this is part part of the reason, is because he's just so poker-faced that, like, you don't know if he's like with you or against you. Your ideals that you're projecting onto him might not necessarily be what he is. However, exactly. however, he is definitely a Democrat and definitely liberal, and definitely he's not. He's not liberal. He's he is not, liberal. He, no, he's really not. 
I think he's trying to get reelected. He's not. He's always been a moderate. He can't. He actually campaigned as a moderate, and I, I honestly believe that he believes in the virtue of quote unquote bipartisanship um, as a political precept. I, I don't think that's fake. Um, because I also think that he legislated as a moderate um, all throughout his legislative career. I think he's governed uh, almost in a center-right kind of way. He, I do think he's progressive, but I think in a sane America, he would be a progressive Republican. And here's the other thing I was trying to say, though. Unlike our previous president, he doesn't come out and tell you everything that he's going to do. He just does it. I think that's a brilliant point because... We have had for a long time a president who was incapable of strategy or strategy even, who was led about and led by his vice president. Now to have a president who's actually capable of critical thinking and strategy, I think it pisses off and confuses and scares a bunch of very, very scared progressive people who saw eight years of calamity and continuing calamity that we haven't been able to recover from. And I think it's very emotionally satisfying to, again, project that fear onto the person who's now at the head of that system. Mm -hmm. But they're seeing things in him that are not obvious on the surface. And even if they existed, even if Obama was secretly even more to the right than he is acting in office, I don't think, uh, and I don't think it's rational to think that he is the one standing in the way of progress in this country. Yeah. Again, no matter what he privately thinks, he's the fucking president. He is <laughs> presiding he, over he, the government. And he is he allowed is, to not have to tell you every step of like his thought process for every decision that he makes right exactly this is not a message to tell progressives to shut up <laughs> it's not a message to have progressives silence their dissent with the president or with any particular politician but when you allow your political inclinations and your judgments of politicians to be clouded by your emotions toward those politicians, then you're going to be blind sometimes to the real underlying problems. Mm -hmm. And the underlying problem that's real here is the campaign finance system. Because, I mean, again, even with Obama, he's got to raise over a billion dollars. I mean, and many of the things I disagree with him most on are the economic policy that his economic team has come up with because the people he appointed to steer the economic recovery were all the people whose positions in Wall Street helped cause it. Mm -hmm. I also think, like, also progressives need to show, like, just a bit more patience because I, you they're know being what? extremely reactionary. And I think that it would serve to be patient because once you form an opinion on something and then you wait and, you know, obviously the thing has changed, you think, oh, well, he's doing this because I just said something. When it was like, that was his plan all along. Exactly. And not only that, but this that hits at what was the deeper strategy in the debt ceiling negotiations because he even said, oh, I'm willing to cut Social Security um, by adjusting the COLA, which is the cost of living. He said he was willing to means test Medicare, which means that... Um, based on certain incomes, you get less Medicare money and have to pay higher premiums, etc. He was willing to take on the basic Democratic Party platform items mm -hmm. and reform them in order to get support for the increased revenues from closing loopholes. 
the moment he announced that, all the liberal blogosphere sites started going batshit crazy, mm -hmm. saying, oh, he's thrown us overboard, he's blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're exactly right. Taking one second to breathe and think critically about the strategy that is in play would not only be instructive in understanding the actions and intentions of the president, but would be its own reward in terms of identifying and supporting more progressive ideas for the country and more progressive politicians that we could elect to Congress. Nothing is going to get Americans to pay attention to progressive ideas if they're all wrapped up in not only attacking conservative ideas that are obviously false and wrong, but tearing down other people aligned with progressive and liberal causes. Mm -hmm. Like it's the constant infighting of progressive groups and the lack of strategic focus that kind of not only defines the Democratic Party, but also unfortunately pigeonholes a lot of the liberal blogs and progressive groups that exist online. Mm -hmm. I'll give you three headlines to choose from for the last issue of this episode of By That I Mean. Headline the first, Australian driver allowed pastafarian headgear photo. Suspect in child rape case allowed to watch child pornography in jail. Or Mormon soaking. My heart says Mormon soaking, but my head says child porn allowed. Weldon Mark Gilbert, suspect in child rape case, allowed to watch child pornography in jail. This is from the Huffington Post. Weldon Mark Gilbert, a Washington man who is on trial for raping young boys and for producing child pornography, will be allowed in jail to watch as much of that child pornography as he'd like. The Washington State Supreme Court has ruled that defense lawyers have the opportunity to review all evidence facing their client, and because the 50-year-old is acting as his own attorney, he'll be able to review all of that material. In Gilbert's case, the evidence includes over 28 hours of pornography on over 100 videos. Some of the video features him spanking and caning his young victims to the point of blistering. The Seattle Times also reports that Gilbert, who was a pilot for UPS, attracted young boys with rides in his airplane, travel, alcohol, and flying lessons. I don't like this. It's like a how-to guide to child molest while incarcerated. He's like an evil genius. That's the most maddening loophole. That's like a... Mat that's some Matlock shit or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, how does that feel for, like, the police who have to turn over those videos? Uh, screw that. How does that feel for, like, the children or the parents of the children right, who are actually in the videos? Right, the kids who are actually depicted. Don't they have good grounds to question the relevance of that to the trial itself? This just leaves a bad taste and a bad child rape taste you guys we're tasting child rape right now and we don't like the taste of it at all it is very bitter it's a little bit soggy it's grainy for sure bad texture it's kind of disgusting i wish they wouldn't have have made this an article just so well but that's only in the in, that's only in the state of washington though future child rapists don't get the same idea like i'll represent myself well, yeah all. child rapists everyone head to seattle apparently it's rapathon 2011 up in seattle horrible sad but at least he has a fool for a client 
<laughs> I don't think this guy should have balls anymore. There's an easy way to not be attracted to children, or even if you are attracted to children, um, to deal with it, and that would be to not act on it. But I, I think that for people who are attracted to children, that's like telling a heterosexual man not to try to fuck women. Yes, they're monsters if they act on it, but but I, I think that is endemic to who they are. Now, I think that who they are is broken for whatever reason or another. And I mean, you find abusers are not products of healthy families and healthy environments. Not that that excuses it, but I, I don't think that's a thing that they put on. No, I mean, if anything, it would be like telling a heterosexual man not to rape a woman that he was attracted to that didn't want him back. That's also true. That is a step even further into the horror zone. So against child rape. It's a line in the sand. Like, that's a gauntlet I have thrown down. Wait, is it a line or a gauntlet? It's both. (laughs) It's a line (laughs) and a gauntlet. It's a line that doubles as a gauntlet. I don't know how you double up on that. It's like a line made of chain link. With a ball at the end. Okay, so like in in Super Mario Brothers, like the... Sure. The flying chain ball things with the chomper mouths? Sure, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. And those chomper mouths at the end are only there to bite off the dicks of people that rape children. Or the clits, depending on if they're a girl or a boy. In my mind, it's not hard to not want to rape somebody. So I just, I can't really understand... Like, I take rejection bad, too. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not like, oh, you don't like me? Well, I'm going to rape you. It's usually like, oh, you don't like me? Well, I'm never talking to you again. (laughs) And also, I'm going to go eat a lava cake. And you wish you had this. A lot of ice cream. (laughs) What of it? My instinct when getting turned down is not to rape the person that turned me down. Yeah, not not the first thought that comes... Not any thought that comes into my mind. Yeah, no, not first or second. Or or, last. Or last. Nope. And I guess that's what sets us apart. It doesn't make us necessarily better. It just makes us... Not as bad. It just makes us better. It doesn't make us good. It just makes us better. Yeah. And if anything, I think we at the By That I Mean podcast can stand behind things that don't necessarily make us good, but make us slightly better I feel like than awful people. I feel like we should like spout out a hotline for somebody if they've been a victim of child abuse or molestation. But yeah, here by that I mean we are not a fan of rape of any kind, especially that of children. You guys, we are especially anti-rape. Yes. And especially, doubly especially, anti-child rape. Yes. If you or someone you love has been a victim of rape or abuse, you should contact RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Their website is RAIN, R-A-I-N-N dot org, and their hotline is 1-800-656-HOPE. Once again, that's 1-800-656-HOPE. And it's free and confidential and 24-7. And you might end up talking to Mick Foley, who's a wrestler and a badass. We hope you've enjoyed both our rape talk and our non-rape talk. We've learned about the true nature of vampires and their internal undead organs. We've divulged Asia's grand plan to enter and dominate America's political scene. Grand plan B. Grand plan B. Her backup plan is destroying the National Republican Party. And among the silliness and absurdity, let us hope that even when we can't be good people, we can be slightly better than those fuckhats. 
you can tweet me, Seth Pearson, at MFPSeth on Twitter, and you can visit my website at themfp.org. This has been another episode of By That I Mean. I'm Seth. I'm Asia. And be better. But don't be too good. <laughs> <laughs>